630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Okay, here we go. Looking around the NHL so far tonight, the Panthers lead the Flames 3-2 after 1. Also after the first period, Boston with a 1-0 edge on the Devils. The former Oil King Curtis Lazar with his third of the season there. Early in the second period, Lightning leading the Blue Jackets 3-0. And with about five and a half minutes left in the first, it's Detroit with a 1-0 lead on San Jose. Tyler Bertuzzi has his 14th of the season. Oilers and Maple Leafs tomorrow here on 6.30. Chad, final game of what's been a very tough five-game road trip so far for the Edmonton Oilers, sporting a record of 0-2-2 here. It's 3.30 for the face-off show. Oilers at Leafs game will start at five. Now I can tell you that two Oilers players testing positive for COVID today, Connor McDavid and Derek Ryan. So they're going to be retested and maybe they're available for the game tomorrow, depending on what these tests show. You may remember Austin Matthews tested positive yesterday. Uh, He got retested. This one comes back negative. So he is. Uh, he did not practice today, but at the moment considered available for the game tomorrow. So we'll see where this goes with Connor McDavid and also Derek Ryan. I, I mean, look, you take McDavid out, that's huge. Take another center out. Going to be a lot more shuffling going on for Dave Tippett and his coaching staff. And Dave Tippett and his coaching staff are going to be a big focus of tonight's show as we move along. Also, I can tell you the Edmonton Elks announcing some offensive coaches. No surprises. Stephen McAdoo's the offensive coordinator, Jarius Jackson, the pass game coordinator and the quarterbacks coach, and Marcus Howell, the run game coordinator and the receivers coach. These guys have worked with Chris Jones in the past, and Jarius Jackson is going to join us between 7 and 7.30 here on Inside Sports. Okay, so, uh, yeah, McDavid didn't skate today. Positive COVID test. We'll see what comes back on another round of testing. We'll see if he is able to play tomorrow against the Maple Leafs, who may or may not have Austin Matthews. So this could be some star power out of this game. We know there's not going to be uh, very many fans at the game, so that's going to change the vibe as well. So uh, looking a lot different here from what we would usually get from an Edmonton and Toronto matchup, but we'll know the exact lineups as we move along tomorrow. As for Mike Smith, well, the Oilers goaltender who came back from a long injury to play a couple of games last week, then he got hurt again. Well, he did practice today. Here's head coach Dave Tippett. We'll see. He, he uh, I didn't think he was going to do as much as he did today here. So we'll see. Uh, I haven't talked to him after practice yet, but he got through a whole practice today. So we'll see where it's at. All right. So maybe he's going to be able to play tomorrow. If not, well, I mean, look, it's going to be Miko Koskinen again, right? The emergency backup goaltender is Ilya Konovalov. I doubt they would throw in him into his first NHL game in Toronto with the Oilers going through a stretch here at 2-8-2. and two. Now, Koskinen, we've seen this guy for a while, and we've seen him at times play really, really well. And we've seen him at times let in goals or make mistakes that are just confounding, and you think to yourself, how could he possibly make that mistake? Sometimes, like last night, We see those things in the same game. We see him take a penalty 15 seconds into the game for shooting the puck over the glass. Then he misjudges a puck that shot in behind the net. Can't touch it because it's in the no zone. Gets centered, open net. Rangers go up 1-0. Again, the Oilers fall behind 1-0. 20th time in the last 24 games. 23 times 
in their 33 games so far this season, which is hard to fathom, but that's the the, the pace they're on right now. I, I don't know if you heard the face-off show last night, the NHL record is 60, 60 times the 74-75 Washington Capitals for allowing the first goal. I don't think the Oilers are going to get there, but they could get to the team record of 50 times allowing the first goal against. And I mean, they're certainly on pace to do that right now. So that, that's how that stat is working out for Edmonton and it's continuing to hurt them. And then, you know, the range the Oilers were able to go to the third period down two one against the Rangers. You're thinking, okay, maybe. And that power play goal tipped by Kreider in front, but hits Koskinen right in the chest and finds its way into the net. And, He's just one of those goalies. It seems like he's got some holes and the puck finds its way through. So a tough start for, for Kars, uh, a tough game for Koskinen who has had some good games this season and has had some good moments and has bailed out the Oilers at times, but has proven time and time again that he's, he's not a number one. He's probably an okay backup, but he's had to play a lot and he may have to play again tomorrow, though you heard what Dave Tippett just said about Mike Smith. So after last night's game, Dave Tippett, fairly harsh on Miko Koskinen. It's a brutal mistake. What are you going to do? Yeah. Right? Call it what it is. <laughs> We're playing well. It's a brutal mistake. Call it what it is. All right. Well, that, it, it was that. It was a brutal mistake. It put the Oilers down one nothing. And it's, I mean, it's got to be a, a sag at this point to be down one nothing. Or I wonder if they're even expecting it. I certainly am. I said to Rob Brown last night, when Koskinen shot the puck over the glass 15 seconds into the game, I said, okay, well, here's that. There, there, there's going to be the first goal tonight. Now, it didn't happen that way. They actually killed off that power play. But a few minutes later, Koskinen loses it behind the net, and the goal goes in. I'm watching the Oilers games now not thinking if they are going to fall behind. I'm just thinking when and how. That's the point it's gotten to in my mind because it's so common for them to give up the first goal of the game. So anyway, uh, Tippett kind of blasted Koskinen there in that clip. And he was asked after the practice today in Toronto about criticizing Koskinen last night. He had a tough night. You know, when you start the game 15 seconds in and you give us, what, you know, we've been talking about having better starts. Let's get off to a good start. And you start the game and he, you know, takes a two-minute penalty 15 seconds in. And then if we, we kill that one off and then we have about two and a half minutes of really strong in the offensive zone and... The Rangers dump it down to get a change, and it ends up in the back of our net. You know, that's the frustrating part. You know, and when, especially when you're a team, you're you're pushing to try to get out of this rut. So you're frustrated with it. So you're behind the eight ball. We we played solid a lot of that game, really solid. And then the third goal was uh, was a tough one for me again because you're you're two one in the game. You feel like you're right there. Maybe get a power play, get some jump in the third, and you find that equalizer. And the third one goes in, kind of going through you, so it's frustrating. But there's been other nights when we've had defensemen play bad, and Koskinen has cleaned it up, like we're talking about early in the year there. Yeah. We're winning some games 6-5, or, or uh, you know, finding ways, finding ways to, to uh, stay in games when Koski was battling away and all of a sudden you win the game so there's different ways to win some nights some play teams or some players play better than others it just so happens when your goaltender does that i, I always laugh because i was a winger most of the 
I could do things wrong. Nobody'd ever see it. You guys. <laughs> then centermen, there's a, there's a centerman. You know, like a few more guys that might notice. Defensemen get burned. Everybody knows. Goaltender gives up a bad one. It's front head. You know, it's front and center. So yeah. that's the position it is. That's that's where it is. You know, like. They pick that position when they're a young guy and come up. They deal with it. And a lot of times it dictates the outcome of the game. All right. So, I mean, basically what he's saying is when a goalie makes a mistake, it tends to have more dire consequences than some of the other players on the ice. Uh, you know, it's. I guess it's kind of a fine line about criticizing a player publicly. I, I think sometimes for those of us who listen to comments from coaches and players, sometimes... Uh, sometimes you just want to hear them say it how it is. Yeah, this, I mean, this guy screwed up. What do you want me to say? He had a bad game. I saw it. You saw it. I'm not going to hide it. Um, but having said that, Dave Tippett and other coaches in all other sports don't do it every single time. There are times they will deflect questions about a player who made a mistake or downplay them or, or talk about other areas of the game. But that was the path Tippett went last night. I, I'm sure some of you like it and some of you don't like it. But I, I do think that, uh, I mean, again, we've seen Koskinen play this way for a long time. So so we know the type of goaltender he is. It's just, I mean, like I said, they may need him to play tomorrow after hearing his head coach say that. And depending on how Mike Smith is doing, I, I would think that the Oilers are certainly in a market for a goaltender. Going to be easier said than done. But, the, I mean, that hasn't really been a position of strength for most of this season. I, I think overall the goaltending has been okay. I think they've had some very good performances. Um, but you'd have Koskinen being kind of his up-and-down self. You've had some promising play from the youngster, Stuart Skinner. I, I know some people are ready to just hand him the reins and say, well, kid, just do it. Let's see what you can do. I don't know if they're going to go that route. But, uh, I, 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 certainly, I mean, certainly for me, I'm starting to feel like, well, I'd probably sooner see Skinner than Koskinen in net just because it's you feel like you might get a higher-end performance. And Skinner's had a couple of tough nights. He's had some tough goals against, but he's also had some really good games. So that's kind of the breakdown of the Oilers' goaltending. You know, when it's going bad like this, 2-8-2 and two in your last 12 games, you've gone from near the top of the NHL standings to the middle of the pack, barely hanging on to a playoff spot in the Western Conference. Everything is getting criticized. Everybody's under fire, including the head coach. In Toronto today, Tippett was asked about the chatter that some fans want him gone. You know, at my age, yeah. that stuff doesn't bother me a bit. I've been around too long, and I'm with Ken Holland as a good man. So it's I, I don't listen to any outside noise. Yeah. That's the house is burning for you guys inside the coach's office in here. We're trying to put fires out, so we don't worry about the burning. You know, so it's yeah. I, I, maybe it bothered maybe it would have bothered me when I was a young coach. I remember I went through it once in in Dallas where we were struggling a little bit, and Bob Ganey was working for us, and uh, we came through it and went on a good run the other way. We were sitting having dinner one night. He said, better coach now, eh, Tip, after you go through that. Yeah. And I, I remember that. I guess teams have struggles. It's Right now, I like, you know, I don't like the adversity, but things were coming too easy at the start of the year. We were scoring in bunches and outscoring our problems. 
And now we're the other way. Like, I'd like to grab this a little quicker, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you look at the last month, I think we've used 13 defensemen in the last month. We got COVID. We got, you know, Mike Smith's been out. So there's a lot of things that we can still grab onto here. Mm -hmm. Now, that being said, there's parts of our game that we have to be better. We have to be better, you know. So it's um, the house is not burning. You get frustrated when you lose. That's we're all in a competitive business. But you can't let that frustration seep into feeling sorry for yourself. You got to find solutions. And that's, mm -hmm. what, that's what we're all about. All right, so a little bit there from Dave Tippett on the uh, pressure he is under. And I know there are some of you ready to have Dave Tippett dismissed as the head coach. Uh, again, it seems everything coming out of the Oilers these days is that uh, coaching change is not imminent, though I think at this point it's probably, eh, I don't know if it's necessarily day-to-day, -day, but uh, perhaps week-to-week -week or every few days to every few days. As Rob and I talked about last night, th there's a point if it gets to be two wins in 16 games, 17 games, 18 games, where somebody might have to take the fall and there might have to be a change just to try to get things going here. I, I You know, we talked about Miko Koskinen tonight. There are problems other than the goaltending. Do I like everything Dave Tippett does in terms of how he divides up the ice time? I don't, and I'm going to talk about that tonight. Um, but there are other areas of the team. I, I think there are some areas of the team that it's not surprising to many of us that they, they are weaknesses, but they all seem to be weaknesses at the same time here. And it's adding up to a lot, a lot of losses one after the other. Tell you what, happy to hear from you tonight. The hotline is powered by CertainTeed, professional grade building materials, 780-496-0063. Uh, you want to talk about what uh, Tippett said about Koskinen, that's fair enough. If you want to talk about what, if anything, you feel like they need to do with the goaltending in the short or medium term future, we can do that as well. And if you want to talk about ice time, we can also do that because that is what I'm going to get into. How Leon and Connor have been deployed by different coaches, what the trends are, and is it time for a Tippett or whoever the next coach might be to change the trend. That's coming up on Inside Sports. I mean, they know what's expected. I mean, we could come and practice tomorrow. You know, we could fly in today, practice tomorrow. So, group knows what we got to do. They know they know the agenda of how things roll. And uh, and most importantly for myself, I'm hiring better people than I am coaches. They're outstanding coaches and even better people. And uh, I think that's kind of the way the trend that we've always uh, we've always gone. A little bit there from Chris Jones, bringing back some familiar faces to the Elks coaching staff. One of them, Jarius Jackson. He's going to be the QB coach and the passing game coordinator. He'll join me between 7 and 7.30 this evening. You can join me right now if you have a working telephone, 780-496-0063. We have Aaron standing by on the Certainty Hotline. Hello, Aaron. What's going on? Hey, not too much. I uh, just wanted to talk about the Oilers situation. Yeah, no, I... Um... I agree with what you said. Like, uh, we definitely need some some help, and I think, in the coaching area. But the biggest thing is all, all last season and season break, what did everybody say? Everybody texted into your line. They talked. The noise was, we need a top 10 goalie. Mike Smith cannot carry us for this whole season. He's getting too old. Yeah, he does play well. He would be a great backup. 
what did the Oilers go and do? They had a bunch of money laying around. They did nothing. So I think this falls on whoever stuck up for Mike Smith in the first place to let him play this season as a starter. You know, Miko Koskinen hasn't done anything for us for how many years? Um, so that's where we're at. And I think a lot of other Albertans and uh, Oilers fans are thinking the same thing. Yeah, I get stay on the line, Aaron. I, like, here's the how. Here's generally how it played out, right? They went after Markstrom, and he turned us down. And then, you know, I think they kicked some tires on trying to get Kemper, and it didn't happen in the summer. So, I mean, the 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 GM that ultimately yeah. made the call is is Ken Holland, and sure. um, I mean, if you've listened to me. You know, I usually say this about college sports, but I think sometimes it applies to pro sports as well. If you're a general manager, you can win and lose a lot of games in the summer, right? So absolutely, yeah. No, you, know, I, 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 now, you. you know, fans are going to have varying <laughs> degrees of how much blame Holland takes, right? Because let's say Markstrom was a free agent; he had a choice. Does he throw more money at him, or was Markstrom just going to go to Calgary? So. Because on both days, Smith, uh, I'm trying to think, I think both years Smith signed on the second day of free agency. Does that sound right to you? Because they were yeah. looking around at, at other goaltenders. Yeah, but yeah and, and the then... Question too, was it, was it, sorry, was it Holland that, that made that decision? Or did, or did, uh, or did Tippett go to him and say, listen, I think, I think he's going to be good for us this season. Did he say to Holland, let's keep Smith and, and start him and keep Koskinen? Because there was other teams sniffing around for a goalie like Koskinen to back up. We could have let go of somebody as well, too. I, I would I mean, think the final. I, I would think Aaron. The final decision would be would be Dave Tippett. I mean, certainly he's going to yeah. talk to his coach about his players, and we know that Dave Tippett has gone to bat for for Mike Smith. I mean, the, the absolutely. Yeah, and, and you and you nailed it. The prop for me, like I always said, you got to give Mike Smith a chance. You can't just assume he's going to get hurt, but unfortunately, he did. <laughs> yeah. It was out a long time. So, I mean, hey, I, I made I made the wrong call there because I, I didn't think he'd be out two and a half months. So I don't know if anybody did. Thought it would be that long. Um, and then the two games he did play. I, I mean, I have trouble even evaluating Smith's two games because they're not playing well defensively either. To me, okay, so you brought up the goaltending, and I think the defense, probably other than Nurse and CeCe, have been extremely inconsistent. And I'm not sure if they move well enough. As Like, I know Nurse can skate. I'm not sure if they, they get around the ice well enough here because I think that's causing some problems for them defending as well. Absolutely, and I think it goes back to what you mentioned before and what you've talked about before is, you know, the way the team is moving and the way guys are moving around on the team. You know, I'm no expert either, but it's it just doesn't make sense. You know, they're, they're, they're trying to try out these new fields. Well, when do these guys get a chance to really take flight and stay on their line and build something with somebody because they're all over the map? Like the the younger guys, the bottom six yeah, guys, which, exactly. I, which I want the to bottom talk. six. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I'm going to get into that, Aaron. Thanks a lot for your call. <laughs> Take care. What's that? Take care. Yep. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. Appreciate it, Aaron. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Yeah. Okay. So I'll start. I got time. Do I have time to do this right now? Okay. I bet. I better get into it after the news because I I, I got uh, the ice time for Connor and Leon under different coaches, and. It, it's happened over and over again because we're obviously talking about some of the same issues that have plagued the Oilers for, I mean, let's say f- four years. You know, maybe the, maybe the year McClellan got fired and Hitch came in. We're kind of talking about some of the same things that we were talking about that season. And that's even though they've been in the playoffs last two year, years, but ultimately they didn't, they didn't really go anywhere. And some of the same problems are jumping up to bite them. So I want to I wanna tie that all together 
with as Aaron kind of mentioned, how is that affecting some of the uh, the younger players, the bottom six players? Are they getting the chance to get into a groove? And when you have two star players like McDavid and Drysital, I, I, and here's the thing, and I want to talk about this more, but I guess it's easy for us to say, well, we'll play McDavid and Drysital a little less. But if you're looking down your bench and you're down a goal. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty tempting also to put those guys out there. But I want to look at the ice time a little more when we get back. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.